This is Front Runner, the weekly grain marketing update from Frontier Agriculture for week ending Friday the 16th of September 2022. Presented to you this week by Becca Russell. I'm a marketing assistant supporting the grain trading team in Bedfordshire. Before we begin, a word on markets and trading during this current time of intense volatility. Markets can move significantly in a matter of hours or even minutes, with spikes sometimes happening outside of UK regular business hours. MyFarm is our free online platform, which offers Frontier customers 24-7 access to market information, grain prices, and the ability to sell grain at a time more convenient to them. With a MyFarm account, you can see live global prices, market reports, exchange rates, and commodity pricing directly relevant to your farm, with options to set alerts and sell grain all in one place. To learn more, visit www.frontierag.co.uk forward slash myfarminfo. Links to more information about MyFarm are included in the description notes for this episode. Now let's get straight into this week's update by starting with wheat. The United States Department of Agriculture published its September updates to the World Agricultural Supply and Demands Estimates Report on Monday afternoon, which helped wheat futures prices rally to a two-month high midweek. However, lower corn production estimates currently provide the main price driver for wheat. U.S. corn yield estimates were slashed by almost three bushels per acre, which, coupled with a lower projected harvest area, which is down 1 million acres to a total of 80.8 million acres, will see the total U.S. corn production estimate lowered by 10.5 million tonnes. The EU corn crop estimate was also cut by 1.2 million tonnes to a total of 58.8 million tonnes, although this is notably above other respected estimates. Analyst group Strategy Grains sees the 2022-2023 EU corn production down to 52.9 million tonnes, following extended drought which is not helped by France, which, at 11.6 million tonnes, will have its smallest crop for 32 years. The United States Department of Agriculture sees world corn production down just 7 million tonnes, with the losses stated above offset by a surprising 3 million tonne increase for China, up to a total of 274 million tonnes, and an increase for Ukraine, which is up 1.5 million tonnes. A 4 million tonne cut in world consumption leaves end corn stocks just 2 million tonnes lower at a total of 304.53 million tonnes, although this is 7.5 million tonnes down on the year. Mars, the EU crop monitor, endorsed the United States Department of Agriculture Ukraine corn estimate and published its own estimate of 32 million tonnes. It commented that only 4% of the drilled area is in areas of potential hostility with Russian forces. World wheat production was raised by 4 million tonnes on last month. 3 million tonnes of this increase was from Russia, whose total wheat production estimate now stands at 91 million tonnes. Ukraine contributed the other 1 million tonnes to this global production estimate increase. Its total wheat production estimate now sits at 20.5 million tonnes. Increases in world carry-in and consumption are up 2.4 million tonnes, which leaves world stocks up 1.2 million tonnes. Wheat on its own has a minimal impact on markets, particularly as Russian output remains well below other respected estimates. Brussels updated its EU wheat exports data with a jump on the week of 1.333 million tonnes to a new total of 7.539 million tonnes. France is the primary EU wheat exporter to date, 
with shipments just ahead of 3 million tonnes. The Romanian vessel account suggests the official number of 1.2 million tonnes is 600,000 tonnes light. Actual EU weight shipments top 8.1 million tonnes and reinforce the fast pace we have seen during the first 10 weeks of the 2022-2023 season. If this is maintained, it would take the season's total to 33.5 million tonnes, which is unsustainable to maintain an essential carryover stock. Strategy Grain sees exports at 29 million tonnes. However, Russian wheat exports are forging ahead with prices undercutting EU offers. September shipments are expected to climb to 4.4 million tonnes, up from 3.5 million tonnes in August. There is a record Russian crop and some export estimates for this season are as high as 46 million tonnes. With estimates for 10.2 million tonnes to be shipped by the end of September, this leaves almost 36 million tonnes to ship in nine months and highlights the potential level of competition ahead in export markets. Now let's turn our attention to what's been happening with barley this week. It has been a quiet week for feed barley and global grain complex macros continue to dominate the direction of feed barley market. Fresh export demand remains very muted. The malting barley market has also been reasonably quiet this week due to a large brewing event in Munich taking many participants away from the market. The domestic market looks to be well met, especially in the pre-Christmas positions and demand for January to March has started to be covered. The UK's malting barley export campaign is underway. With a large exportable surplus, the pace of exports will need to be maintained throughout the season. UK malting barley is currently at a premium over the Scandinavian barley. This is due to Danish malting barley being perceived to be too low in nitrogen and the UK's quality deemed more suitable for brewing demand. With temperatures now dropping, it is important to make sure that malting barley that is in store is being cooled to preserve malting barley. Some barley was cut at close to record temperatures and although most barley has been cut dry, it is important to remember that germination will also deteriorate if barley is not correctly cooled. Taking a look now at oilseed rape. This Monday, the United States Department of Agriculture released its World Agricultural Supply and Demands Estimates Report, and it's fair to say the trade wasn't expecting any shocks. The US soybean crop is near completion, however the United States Department of Agriculture came out with a US production number of 4.37 billion bushels, which compares to average trade estimates of around 4.5 billion bushels. On the day, US bean futures rose 76 cents per tonne, the largest move in recent history. These estimated numbers have placed a large reliance on the high production numbers expected from South America, where the crop has not even been planted yet. Rapeseed, however, did not see the same upside as beans. Whilst native futures closed higher on Monday, they proceeded to close at 16 euros per tonne lower on the week as of Thursday night, while global rapeseed crops boomed and have started to flow nicely through trade routes. A lack of fresh news around issues with the Black Sea export corridor gave no reason for traders to buy back into rapeseed. Moving on to pulses now. As wheat values rose sharply this week, feed beans lagged with buyers not prepared to increase their positions due to little opportunity of fresh sales to end users. This picture reflected in the UK, Europe and the Middle East. And we expect this to continue for some time as buyers will only take spot cover 
as and when they need it. P markets remain extremely quiet with little changes in values over the past two weeks. It's becoming apparent that with a carryover of old crop stocks, as well as reasonable yields and quality from this year's crop, there is little chance of upside in values this side of the new year. And finally, I'm going to finish this report by taking a look at the fertiliser market. This week was a quiet week in the fertiliser market, encouraged further by the period of settled weather which offered perfect conditions for drilling in some areas. India has again been on the main talking point of markets, demonstrating its demand in the form of a buying tender for urea. The original requirements were 1.2 million tonnes, but as the week progressed, the final volume came in at around 880,000 tonnes. This means India will have to come back to the market again very soon. The producers know this and will be relaxed about prices, as they all have decent order books due to the demand from Europe. Nitrate production remains constrained by the high gas prices in the UK and Europe. There are no offers in the UK for ammonium nitrate other than a small amount of imported AN in the high £800. UAN suppliers remain out of market with a limited tonnage available on a POA position. There are indications of new values for both straight nitrogen and nitrogen sulphur grades for autumn and spring delivery later this month, which offers growers the opportunity to secure additional tonnes where required. Growers who have secured a percentage of their tonnage for this season should continue to review requirements as cropping is confirmed and serial drilling begins in some regions. Growers who have been able to drill oilseed rape due to the weather conditions would be advised to revisit their UAN grades and requirements based on actual drilled crops this coming autumn and spring. This will allow accurate contract execution as we go forward. For PKs, demand is very slow with no urgency to apply until early crop emergence and even then weather may also play a part. However, the markets are still very nervous about supply lines of MOP and TSP with Russia a major player in both markets. Please speak to your Frontier contact for up-to-date pricing. This was Front Runner for week ending Friday the 16th of September. If you'd like help with any aspect of your grain marketing, please get in touch by visiting our website at www.frontierag.co.uk or if you're a customer, you can speak to your local Frontier contact. Don't forget, all Frontier customers have free access to online grain trading and live 24-hour market pricing through MyFarm. Links to more information as well as to our blog and socials can be found in the description notes for this episode. Thank you for listening.